Let's get going. <clears throat> Don't sound so enthused, Aaron. I actually am excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day. And welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry between 2004 and 2008 when I was in high school. Each week we hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time, and we will examine it for its historical, philosophical, and literary qualities, always asking, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron, and I'm dragging my dear friend Dave with me on this journey into my old private journal. Dave, um, I got nothing. You probably should share your poem. Okay, we can do okay. my poem. Okay. So this is a poem uh, that is all about my experience with this podcast. Mm, this seems to be a running theme. Right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like I have a lot of uh, fear and anxiety around this. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Time flies through the frame of my life. Aaron and I explore the meaning to existence. We wonder at the woes and fears of being. Fine. I guess I can listen to an episode. <gasps> Have you started listening back, Dave? I I've been listening on and off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I listened to last week's episode. I haven't finished it yet because your voice is just so shrill. I, I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just hate listening to my voice. I edit at 1.7 speed. We sound like hamsters just so I can get through it. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas time is here. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lovely poem. You're welcome. Yeah. It's, it's like you actually enjoy this thing we do. I hate this thing we do, but I love spending time with you, so that's nice. Aw. Isn't that nice? That rhymed, too. Oh. You could add that to the end. I'm a poet, and I wasn't even sure of that idea at the moment. Well done. Get, get it? Cause I got like, it, I'm yeah, because the... I yeah. didn't even know it, but like, yeah. it's like... I just, it, well, let's hear your poem. Okay. The poem that I bring to us today from the Wolf Journal hmm. is titled... Epilogue to a prologue. It actually had that title written and underlined before it was typed up. And this is the last poem that made it into the first typed anthology. Ooh. This story has a beginning, yet it ends with no plot. No resolution appears before you. No beginning, no middle, no end. Just a dream. A dream that flourished unmet and shut down, without a word of conclusion. To those who dream, attempt the beginning, or you will never reach an end. Okay, Dave. First impressions. Uh, remember how we're trying to be less pretentious as people? This feels very... I have some great wisdom for all of you. When really the last like six poems we covered were, I don't have any words for you. And all of the poems before that were, but, but I really like her. 
Yeah. So you're saying this is profound. Yes. And unlike anything I've ever written before. I wouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, first impressions for me, it's definitely different than the most recent batch of poems we've been working through. That's fair. Um, it's given me really strong vibes of um, uh, Harlem by um, Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Sure. It comes to mind, but that might have been the seed of inspiration for this. Uh, to those who dream attempting the beginning or else you will never reach an end. I don't know. Um, that just, again, not comparing in any way to no, the, I, the great, but I, I think I, I was, uh, yeah, stealing. Dear listeners, he really thinks he's that good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, first impressions, that's the first thing that came to mind is, oh, clearly we had just covered that poem at school. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> How all great poets get their inspiration. Yep. Um, structure? For me, it feels more free than some of your other poems. Interesting. I mean, it's basically just a multiple run-on sentences. Yeah, and the way that I formatted it in the typed, I have end being a word at, its, at the very end. Um, right. Which, yeah, it does come off a little pretentious. It almost feels like the fiend. Um, I was going to say. Really? <laughs> it, I'm surprised you didn't have it end with, or you will never reach an, or a fiend. It would totally have been an an fiend. <laughs> <laughs> you and your love of the English language. Mm, can't you tell? Oh, yeah. I could see where you're seeing that. The, the run-on sentences, the incomplete thoughts it, yeah it's more broken i noticed that too and so the, actually the, the poetry term for the day that i uh that i bring to the podcast Ooh. is enjambment enjambment so enjambment means to run over lines without punctuation sure this this poem out of all of them it seems the most apparent or uh maybe the most with purpose that is a uh... A strong claim to be made that it's done with purpose. I will say, as somebody who still claims to be a true hater of poetry, <laughs> I've never understood anything that, like, enjambment, this new word that you've now taught me, I've never understood how people decide it because it feels like sometimes there's very specific choices, but it doesn't change the emphasis. Like, it, it's in my mind, not used to any effect. Hmm. And I, I've never been able to explain, like, is that because I don't understand? Is that because I'm not looking at it with an open enough mind? Or is it because this is a poorly written poem with not much to say? Um, the latter for me. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think with people who are actually talented at this skill, uh, I see enjambment as a method of breaking expectations, which is something that you tend to like within poetry when you appreciate it. Yeah. So I think I think it's a it's a method of challenging assumptions. Um, I think there's also rhythms depending on the style that they're writing 
to hear it read might show why those lines are broken in the way they are. But yeah, for me, in this poem, I honestly think the only purposeful enjambment that I can see right now is the word end being left on its own. (laughs) Sure. What might be going on in this poem? What What do you think I'm trying to say? I'm still trying to parse that. Okay. Let's parse it together, Dave. Yeah. So what I'm getting confused here is this story has a beginning, yet it ends with no plot. There is no end, but then the last line very specifically is end. Yeah, and I noticed the contradiction. There's two, because I said this story has a beginning, and yet I have in the middle, I have no beginning, no middle, no end. And then it ends with an end. So I've contradicted myself twice in that I acknowledge a beginning and an end, and yet I say the story itself has none of those. So maybe is the no beginning, no middle, no end part of uh, no resolution appears before you and no plot. So is it there is no plot, there is no resolution, not in the beginning, not in the middle, not in the end? Oh, I like that reading. I mean, I think I might lean back on the title I gave it. Right. In that um, if you were to take a book and cut out the center, the middle part, and just leave an epilogue and a prologue, you wouldn't have a book. You wouldn't have the story. Right. You'd have the starts of a story and then just an abrupt ending. So you'd have technically a beginning and an end, but no plot in between. That's kind of the definition of an anthology. Are you thinking that this is a a commentary on the poems that came before? It feels like it. Interesting. And the placement within the typed version would make sense. Right? I mean, that's kind of what an epilogue is. Interesting. Am I I taking crazy pills here? (laughs) Like, is that... 100% I thought that's entirely what this was. Oh, wow. No, I was I was not reading this within the context of the typed. I feel like this was (laughs) I feel like this was written on its own. Um, But it's an epilogue. It's an epilogue to a prologue. (laughs) And this is where I come back to a dream deferred. I think Okay. Okay, if if I can remember at all what I was trying to capture with this, and this is kind of a shot in the dark. I think this is talking about goals never started. Okay. I hear that, but then I get to this, um, just a dream, a dream that flourished. Yet not attempted, not attempted. That's, so then how does it flourish without being attempted or unmet and shot down? Explain it, Aaron! Okay, yeah, so a, a Imagine you have a goal in life and you're like, I'm going to uh, write a book or something, or I'm going to learn how to play an instrument. And you dream about it. You imagine yourself doing it. You you think of, oh, that would be a fun plot to write about, or that would be a fun song to learn. You sure. build this image, and yet you never take the lessons or you never start writing the story. You're developing the dream, not acting on the dream exactly so it all remains in the mind yet it is never acted upon see and that's where you fundamentally lose me because (laughs) i'm still thinking of this as 
a part of an anthology that you're writing. But it, I honestly don't know if that was intentionally chosen or it was simply the last poem I had written up until that point. And so it was typed last. Yikes. Yeah. A section or speech at the end of a book or play that serves as a comment on or a conclusion to what has happened. Thank you, Webster. Uh, lies. This is Oxford. Oxford. Oh. Rude. Well, okay. You're, you're throwing the Oxford Dictionary at me. And I think this is your literalist qualities coming out again. This is me being a linguistic prescriptivist. I'm trying to fight that. Even the way that you phrased that was <laughs> dripping. Linguistic prescriptivism. <laughs> oh that is gosh. a word. That is a thing. <laughs> it's, it's something that I'm actually trying to fight against. Oh my gosh. No, this is something that I have like talked about with other people. Because I used to be a full-on prescriptivist where I would use definitions to like tell people, well, you're actually wrong here and you're using this word wrong because the dictionary says this. And the idea, like modern linguistics, is pushing away from prescriptivism to be more descriptive and the dictionary is a record of how we have used it rather than a definition of how we are to use it. So you're a prescript, uh, a recovering prescriptive Vist. Hi, my name is Dave, and I'm a prescriptivist. I, I want to pursue this. Um, are there like um, PAs, prescriptive anonymous <laughs> <laughs> forums and groups that you go to and you like, you encounter improper use of words and have to sit with it? Yeah. I think PA actually works really well because it could be prescriptivist anonymous or uh, pretentious anonymous or pain in the butt anonymous you know it all works so well yeah so i i honestly think if you work against that inclination of the poem hmm. and just read it as what happens to a dream that is never pursued okay i think it makes sense um what can we take from this <sighs> follow your dreams Follow your dreams. Or maybe don't. If you're as <laughs> if you're as good at poetry as I was, it might not be worth it. Maybe pursue something else. I, I love that. Like just follow your dreams. Trust in your heart. Ah, wasted time. <laughs> well, if there is nothing else to learn from this, we should probably get to the end of this prolonged podcast. Um, that's the best I could come up with on that. Uh, <laughs> well, you might need an EpiPen for <laughs> this prolonged exposure. Um, nope. Okay. Um, My hair keeps getting worse over the course of this podcast because I keep trying to rip it out <laughs> as you work through your puns. Uh, it's worth it to make you bald. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Good or garbage, Dave? Hmm. Have you ever seen the Nutcracker? Yes. Yes, okay. 
Um, so the Nutcracker has a surprisingly complicated plot, considering it's just dancing. But the thing that I learned this last year is the fact that the largest portion of the plot happens before the show begins. It happens in prologue, um, which is not how, like, theater should work. Theater should be shown rather than read from a page. And it feels like uh, we've got both an epilogue and multiple prologues that I'm fine with them saying on the page. Uh, so the question is good or garbage, and for this poem, I think A Dream Deferred uh, sounds like a decent idea. Hmm. Does that hurt your feelings? No. Darn it. We will end this week as we have every week with the words of a true poet. This poem coming to us from County Colon, and this is his poem for a poet. And it's short enough, I'll, I'll read the whole thing again. Um, okay. I have wrapped my dreams in a silken cloth and laid them away in a box of gold, where long will cling the lips of the moth. I have wrapped my dreams in a silken cloth. I hide no hate. I am not even wroth. Who found earth's breath so keen and cold? I have wrapped my dreams in a silken cloth and laid them away in a box of gold. It just flows. Yep. Again, there's really good poetry out there. Yeah. Capturing ideas. Um, just have to search them out. And don't look in the Wolf Journal. <laughs> don't look in the Wolf Journal. Don't Nuh -uh. look in there. No. This has been My Bad Poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. Oh my gosh, you got fire in your head? <laughs> <laughs> What? I'm literally sitting here picking doing? up things on my desk, and one of the things I picked up was a lighter that I forgot I had down here. And I thought, this could be intimidating. This is off the rails. <laughs> Rhyme free, Rhyme free doesn't matter. Does matter. Does matter. Does matter. It's my bad.